Healthy eating doesn't have to take up a lot of time. Matter of fact, it can be done on the go with the Blend Jet 2 Portable Blender. So now any fast food temptations that strike can be pushed to the side as you blend up a delicious and nutritious protein shake or smoothie. Blend Jet 2 is portable, so you can blend up a smoothie at work, a protein shake at the gym, or even a margarita at the beach. It's small enough to fit in a cup holder, but powerful enough to blast through tough ingredients like ice and frozen fruit with ease. Blend Jet 2 is whisper quiet, so you can make your morning smoothie without waking up the whole house. It lasts for 15 plus blends and recharges quickly via USB-C. Best of all, Blend Jet 2 cleans itself. Just blend water with a drop of soap and you're good to go. With so many different colors and patterns, you will have so many options to choose from. You might want to get more than one. So if you are interested in getting your Blend Jet 2, grab yours today. And make sure that you use the promo code COFFEECONVOSLIZ12 to get 12% off and free two-day shipping. So again, that is Coffee Convos Liz 12 to get 12% off. No other portable blender on the market comes close to the quality, power, and innovation of the BlendJet 2. They guarantee you'll love it or your money back. Blend anytime, anywhere with the BlendJet 2 portable blender. Go to BlendJet.com and use the code Coffee Convos. Liz 12 to get 12% off your order and free two-day shipping. Shop now and get the best deal ever. Welcome back to Coffee and Combos, everyone. My name is Liz, your host, and this is my podcast where I talk with friends, leaders in the community, and just really great conversationalists about politics, wellness, and activism. And um, if you didn't know already, I have two podcasts, right? So I have one where I talk about, you know, this, politics and all of that. And I have one dedicated just to books because I am an avid reader. Um, I love writing and I just love everything. So when I tell you I'm excited, I want you to know how super stellar, excited, stoked, all the above I am to have Sydney here. And um, she's going to tell us about the library and um, I'm going to explore how folks like you and I can use the library to gain information and as a source of activism. So welcome, Sydney. Hi, uh, thank you for having me. I'm super excited <laughs> as well. Yay! So also, I should have to let y'all know, so me and Sydney are, have been in the community working on different things, and so it's been a pleasure to just get closer over the past year or so that we've been working, and so I'm very excited. So am I. Um, I'll be very honest. This is my first time going on any podcast, so I'm very nervous. Um, oh, we're going to have a good time. And yeah, I hope so. I, I think so too. <laughs> Hector tells me it was really great recording with you. Um, so I'm excited. Yay. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been really great working with you and um, definitely seeing our um, collaborations come to fruition and all that. It's been really awesome. Absolutely. So I usually start with my coffee and combo question, but before that, please tell the listeners about you and, you know, why you're talking to us about the library. Yeah, um, you know, I really hate answering, like, tell me about yourself, you know, there's so much to say, but I think um, 
the hats I love to wear is mom and wife. Um, but I'm very active in the community. Um, and I, I love, and mind you, like I grew up in Danbury and I moved to Waterbury and I was never, ever active in the community at all until I became an adult and moved to Waterbury. Um, so I find that really interesting, but um, I am, for this specific conversation, I am a, a secretary for the Friends of the Silas Bronson Library, which is the fundraising um, the fundraising body for the library. So, and it acts as a separate 501c3 apart from the library. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Awesome. Yep. So they're, they're their own 501c3. Most libraries do have them, um, not all. And they're usually called like the Friends of, insert library name here. Oh, mm -hmm. I didn't know that. And so um, for those listening, the Silas Bronson Library is our local library and it has two branches locally, right? I, or did one yeah. close down with COVID or do we still have both branches? They still have it. I think just very limited hours. Awesome. Absolutely. So thank you for that. And to welcome you on the show, I like to ask everyone, are you a coffee or a tea person? Like, what is your favorite cup? But I think I might change it a little bit in the sake of libraries and book talk. But, uh -huh. <laughs> you know, all right, you're, you're getting ready to sit down, read, settle in. What are you grabbing? What's your go-to cup? Oh, my goodness. You know, I love both. Um, I tend to read in the evening, so I'm going to say tea because coffee will keep me up all night. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite tea? Um, my favorite tea is there's this Jamaican tea. It's a Ooh. um, I don't even have the name, but like it's it's a uh, like pure uh, ginger root, and it has Ooh. the added already added sugar in it. So all I have to do is like pour the powder and mix it into the hot water. And I don't know, I I love that tea so much. I drink it when I'm sick. I'm drinking when I'm not sick. Um, and it's like, a, it has a little kick to it. It's a little spicy. Um, but then because of the sugar already ingrained in it, you don't have to add any honey or anything to make it sweet. It's already like great. When you said that, I was like, that's immediately kind of like your personality, right? There's a little bit of like spice, but you have some sweetness, right? That's already built in, right? It doesn't have to be added. You already get the sweetness, but you're getting that spice and we yeah. love you for it. <laughs> I, you're the second person to tell me that. Like, I, I think I'm going to have to change like my Instagram name to like sweet and spicy Cindy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. And so tell us a little bit about... um more about the, the friends of Silas Bronson. And so like, that's the fundraising arm. And like, what's the story? How did you get involved? Was it by accident? Was it a conscious choice? What's the story? I think it was like, uh, it was a mix of both kind of. Um, so um, I'm part of Brass City Gamers, um, which is a local nonprofit here um, that focuses on STEM education at but back then, when I got involved at the library, we actually were just transitioning to focus on that because oh, it was wow. only for like uh, fundraising through tournaments back then. Um, so, and when I would say back then, it sounds so long ago, but it was really like five, four years ago. Um, and they reached out. We were really trying to get our name out there, and we were saying like, what could we offer? And through the library, uh, they were the first people to really open the doors for us to like try doing these um like educational programming mm -hmm. um and we hosted two classes one was like a 
very easy coding class and then a uh, Wix building class, a Wix website building class. Um, I ran the Wix website one and my friend Raf, our friend Raf did the coding one in conjunction with Hector. And um, they were just a really great resource for us because when we were looking for where to do this, like we're a upcoming nonprofit, so we don't have right. the technology. We don't have the location. So they were just so ready to like, yeah, come here with open arms. And um, they were just like, can you do this like more often? And we're like, sure. Like we really just needed to get the one, I would say the experience in as well as like um, build our name a little bit more. Mm -hmm. So that's how I got involved just with the library period at yeah. first. And then um, Mickey, she's the current president of the Friends. Uh, she's been the president for like the last two terms because of COVID and, you know, uh, just not having volunteers actually coming in for the voting and all that stuff. But um she we we were doing a fun she reached out and said hey i saw you guys did um fundraising through tournaments can we do a community tournament so they we did one with the, the friends of the library yeah. and she was just like you know i'm looking for younger people to join because most i don't want to speak like for all libraries but like i've been to a few and a lot of their friends libraries are like retired folks yeah um so they are I don't know how to say this in a nice way, and I mean this in the nicest way. They're just a little jaded, um, mm -hmm. so please tell me a better way to say that. <laughs> I, I think right we get this kind of we talk, I was talking about this earlier. You get kind of set in your ways, like a little bit, like you know, this is just kind of what it is. Yeah, yeah, and it was, um, and they weren't really active fundraisers. You know, if if they bought anything in a year, it was probably less than a thousand. Um, okay. which then in fact then like affects how much programming you actually do. Correct. Um, so she was voted the new president because she just kind of came. She was the younger one and she was just like, we got to do all of this. And um, she was looking for other people. And I was like, sure, why not? You know, you guys like opened the doors for us. So let me get involved and give back. Um, mm -hmm. So that's how I got involved with the friends. <laughs> that is super cool. Yeah. Um, and, and I remember seeing like the tournaments, like on flyers and things, and I didn't, you know, realize that y'all brought that in and, and, you know, use it as a fundraiser. Cause like, that's such a fun way to, to bridge that generational gap between, you know, the older folks, the younger folks, yeah. and just the different communities that could use the library. Because I think, you know, when you think of library, you kind of think of like Matilda, you know, it's just this place that's quiet. You're just reading a book. There's nothing going on there's so yeah. much more to to the library and the different branches there really is and i will say the library has definitely um been changing in its ways um where you know some people have said you know i i go there and i feel like my kids can't really be kids there and it's too quiet and it doesn't feel that welcoming i will say some of like there are quite a few people who are retired um and i just think it's when you get to that point of almost retiring you just kind of don't now, i don't want to say you don't care but just you're i'm retiring let me focus on that you know yeah. um so i feel like the vibe is changing a little you know little by little you know they just they did redo like the teen section downstairs and made it more like here. Really? They have like all the young adult books there. Um, and it's a really nice little area. Uh, the thing is, is it really just doesn't get much foot traction as much as they 
would hope for. Um, one, I'm gonna say given COVID, because it kind of happened. Yeah. Uh, it the process started right before and then through. Um, and I think um, I think there's just misconception. I don't, I don't know if I want to say misconceptions, but probably misconceptions under marketing for the library. So. You know what? I, I would agree because there's so many different things. Like when I've stopped in to get a library book and you see the board and all the different things, it's just like, even like there's an anime club, there's all these oh, yeah. different things. And it's just like, wow, it, it's not, it's not just a place to get a book. It's a really a place of, of community. And I don't think enough people realize that about not only our library, but I'm sure their local library, because they're all a little different. Right, yeah. ours compared to one in Naugatuck, or which is for those listening, a local, um, a, a neighboring town, versus something, a, a library somewhere else. They all are different. And kind of talking about that funding piece, um, I'm sure funding um, impacts a lot of what a library looks like and can do. Can you speak on that a little bit? Yeah. Um, so if you have a library that's well funded, then of course the programming is going to be a lot more and. Um, a lot more options, more variety, more timings, um, and just having staff to be able to staff yeah. those things. Um, so our the Silas Bronson Library is partially funded by the city, so it's not fully funded, um, which if it was, it'd be, I feel like it'd be a very different place, um, meaning having more resources and capabilities for renovating. Um, and then they do receive um, donations and fundings through the Friends, um, to be able to run their programs and then other things that they need with maintenance and things. Um, so um, the friends, they actively look for donations. They receive donations. There's just a lot of people that, you know, if they pass away, they'll leave some money over for the library. It, oh, all wow. that gets transaction through the friends. Um, and then we'll do our yearly, we have two really big yearly fundraisers that we do, um, two to three and COVID kind of put a slow, we still did them through COVID, um, but they did slow down everything else we were doing that were like on a smaller scale. Wow. So like, it's again, really exciting when you think about the, the functionality of a library, like when you talk about, um, it's not fully funded through the city. Because I think, you know, you think of it's a, a public library. So you think like these local government agencies fund the whole entire program, but that, that doesn't seem to be the case. Yeah. Um, and I don't know how much of the library they fund. Like I know they're definitely in charge of payroll, how people get hired and all that stuff goes through their, the city website and city services. Um, so uh, I know they... Um, have people write grants. They had a staff member writing grants for them so that they can get more things done at the library. Um, and they have some really exciting things that they were planning and probably are in process, but you know, there's a lot of red tape that they have to work with. Um, that kind of just slows down the process. Like I will say um, with some of the grant opportunities that came out through COVID, they wanted to do a mobile library. Um, so I know yeah. they... And it was really awesome because they were debating on, like, I don't know where it ended, but they basically were writing out a grant to be able to buy a mobile library, like a truck to, like, basically go yeah, into yeah. The communities and bring resources to the community, whether that was a computer, um, awesome. mobile. It was, like, uh, they wanted to offer Wi-Fi services for people that needed to connect or, like, just anything that 
they could bring from the library out into the community. And I think that's still their intention. Um, I just think one, I don't know how much money was actually approved at that point. That's decided by the library board itself, which is separate from the friends. Um, and also I think with their focus having to shift on fully staffing themselves because they lost a lot of people after COVID um, and also uh, several people retired. So, and then the hiring process is not as fast as they'd like it to be. It, you know, thinking about the the mobile library and, yeah. you know, it, it's amazing, you know, technology. And so like for those listening, if you are on TikTok, um, listen, I encourage you to follow Book Talk or different libraries because that has so opened up my mind um, again about librarians and how they're using their power and their voice. Um, so like you're talking about the mobile van, I've seen this one person took like a, a vending machine and they have books oh, in there, so, right? Like that's oh so my gosh. cool. You know, <laughs> then there was another one about like, you would go to the library and you would have like these, we'll say like these red passes to different free things, whether it's yeah. a museum or things like that. And so there, there's so many ways um, that the library can use its voice. And there was this article and I'll, I'll pin it to the episode notes and it's called, it was talking, um, it's um, public libraries online. And the article is called Public Libraries as Instruments for Social and Political Activism. And I, I thought it was really cool because, again, the library, if it's funded and it has the staffing, can really uh, attend to the needs of the community, whether that's getting Wi-Fi out there, getting books out there, um, being a hub of information, creating events such as like tournaments and things like that. And so... Um, again, it just really fascinated me about the power of a library, um, kind of juxtaposed with how quiet, right, a library it is, but the, the library really can have a big voice. And so that's really interesting. Yeah. Um, they, there's a lot that people don't know, like they do help, um, not them specifically, but they host people to come help people fill out their passwords, their tax returns. Um, wow. there, there's, um, if you need to fill out your passport application and you need help with that, like there's just so many like small little services that people kind of just don't have a computer at home, don't know how to do it, don't know who to talk to, or honestly just can't afford paying like what people yeah. normally charge. And they go to the library to get these services done. Um, and from what I've seen, they've all been free, you know, like they, wow. it's like no charge. That, that is, it really is a hub of information. Yeah. And um, I, I'm, you know, going to investigate the library a little bit more and see what they have to offer um, and even see what I can donate as far as like my time and my services, because it really is needed. And, you know, for those who might be listening, if they wanted to get um, involved in their library like you have, like what advice would you say, tell them? Yeah, I would definitely just reach out to the library and see if they're one, like if you want to run a program through the library, um, there are some libraries that will pay you. Like I will say that Brass City Gamers went from, and if especially if they have grant money to support it, um, when we first started, it was free. And then we recently, they recently reached out back out to us and said, hey, we have some, like, it's not a lot of funding, but we have something that we can pay you from our grant oh, money. Wonderful. Yeah, they'll ask you to fill out information as far as, um, like, how did your students do? They want attendance. So it's a lot more restrictive. I don't want to say restrictive. There's just a lot more requirements um, than, like, if you weren't doing all that and you were just volunteering your time. 
Um, but sometimes the library will pay someone to run a program through. It's a matter of like getting these experts in here to run these programs. So let's just say you wanted to run a program about podcasting. You know, you could probably reach out to the library and like pitch it to them. And if they can squeeze it in, they'll, what they'll do is um, they'll bring it back to their team and they'll discuss it. If they have the technology to um, support your needs, um, they will definitely be more than happy to jump on board. And if there is necessary technology, that might be a further conversation. But um, then they'll promote it to the community and see who signs up. And like you just go and do your program on whatever chosen date and times that you choose. Um, getting it, like if you wanted to get involved um, in that way, you can do that. Um, also, if you wanted to volunteer for their fundraising side, which helps fund a lot of these programs. Um, just ask the library and say, hey, do you have a fundraising um, board? Uh, or you could just say, do you have a friend here? And they'll connect you with the president or a member. Um, the way that they fundraise is like one of the things, it's membership fees is how they get fundraising. So it's and it's all um, tiered by like children, yeah. adult, like a, a premier um, member. And it doesn't make you any spe- less, it doesn't make you any more special or privileged than any other member. It's just that you can afford to give more. Mm. Um, so it's not like you don't get extra perks. Like there's no perks except you're just giving more because you can. Um, so I see like there's a lot of people that won't donate money, but they'll donate their time, mm-hmm. um, which also helps us with fundraising. And some people just don't have time, so they'll donate their money. Um, but with the, joining the fundraising board, like just to give you an example, like, um, we've done, um, handbag bingo where we go out and, um, either try to get other organizations to donate handbags. So that's another thing you could always donate things. Um, or we try to, um, and we kind of just do a handbag bingo. Like we, we sell the tickets, we rent like a local winery, like a location, a local winery and do a deal with them. And um, whatever the proceeds are, um, we take home. And we usually do it in conjunction with our local literacy volunteers. Um, so we kind of just split down the middle. Um, which, and y'all recently had an event, which I popped into, which was fill a bag for $5. Can you yes. tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, so the library or the friends, every a lot of libraries receive book donations. They're automatically given to the friends so that they can in turn either give them away or they can sell them at a very, very affordable price. So normally um, our prices are specific, specifically is like children's book are usually like 25 cents, uh, soft covers like a, a, a 50 cents and hard covers are usually like a dollar. Um, media is usually like a dollar and you're talking about like DVDs and then VHSs, which people still donate like 25 cents um so um that's normally what the regular prices are but every we get so many book donations that like they don't go quick enough so we do this major book sale every november along with the um we we've been um dating it along with the artisan um market Mm -hmm. that happens at the city hall um because we we table there and then we send people to the library to go do the fill a bag okay yeah um but even without the artisan market we still get a big crowd like people love the sale but basically you get a big brown bag kind of like a grocery bag and you get to fill it up with as many books as you can fit and each bag will cost you five bucks and there's all kinds of books to read there's 
from nonfiction. There's uh, lots of children's book. There's fiction. Um, there's just, I mean, everything you could really think of is there. And also CDs, records, um, yes. DVDs, VHSs, whatever we have that was donated that's in good condition, we'll put on the table for you guys to choose from. Um, so that, like, you were just there. And that day we were able to, one, get rid of a lot of our stock because we only have so much space, but we were able to raise like 500 bucks that day. So Wow. Yeah. That is amazing because when I had went down um, and it was early in the morning, I think it started at 10 and I was yeah. there at like 9.58 and there was a gentleman before me. And in the time yeah. that I was there, at least 10 people came. Um, so I can imagine like, it was it was hopping all day. It really was. And it's crazy because I was there all day. So I'm like, I missed you. But I was I literally went to go get some more stock in the back oh. during that time. So I was like, let me just go pick out some books now before it gets really hectic. I thought I had more time before the hectic came, but that wasn't the case. <laughs> it was busy literally to the last minute. Like there was people oh, there to so like 415. So it was really great. So that means there there's avid readers and there that means there's a need because I think sometimes when we think of like cities or this current generation no one wants like a, a physical copy but that's not true like pe- people want to read yeah they want to read and they want to read at very low prices like yes books they get expensive quick oh my gosh but like one this author that I love and I love his books the book was like $24 and I was just like I just can't like I can't I cannot yeah it's, I'm very much like I love my physical books and mm-hmm. if I know there's a book that will be like a staple in my bookshelf I'll buy it but like I mean there's audible there's like you could just rent it from the library now like mm-hmm. um so there's just a lot of ways to save money um but one of the thing, like biggest things that we do before the holidays is because people tend to use these as gifts too oh yeah mm-hmm. so I should have picked up more books <laughs> It's a really good idea. You know what? It reignites my my desire to read and go down to the library. Um, Any insight as to, you know, what the library might look like in the next couple of years? Anything that, you know, that they've been whispering, that they've been trying to do. So that way, if someone's listening, you know, and they have deep pockets, maybe they want to donate. What are some things that are, you know, talked about? Honestly, the next five years, I couldn't answer it that far out. Um, Mm -hmm. But I would say I they're really trying to get the mobile piece out there because um, there's a need. There's really a need from the community. And sometimes the transportation is the issue, even though it's still downtown. It's just not you, they just yeah. want to make it more accessible. And I think that's like their biggest project that they want to tackle um, is just getting out into the community and then hopefully that getting the word out physically, word of word of mouth tends to be the strongest like way to market um so i feel uh, i'm thinking like once they get out there more then they can get more foot traction at the library um but i honestly just support like if there's someone out there with deep pockets it's a great cause and also there's just a lot of programming that could happen if you do um and it's all like free, like free to the community. So it's, it's, I think it's great. (laughs) I I love it. And, and, you know, thank you for sharing your enthusiasm as well as your time with the library. Um, Again, it's needed. um, Like you mentioned, the library is understaffed. People have retired. 
Um, I think I might peruse and see what jobs are open. <laughs> well, so they're all, yeah. well, they, I think they have like two of the ones that they're hiring for posted right now. Um, and I know recently someone had left, it was their grant writing marketing person. So I don't know how quickly they'll be able to get that back on onto the city website for hiring, but they're hiring. <laughs> they're hiring and it's a beautiful place to be just in a room full of books. Oh, <laughs> or a whole building. Forget the room, a whole building. Listen, I knew you were coming. And so I was like, I Googled, how do you start your own library? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> Listen, and so like, I guess there's like funding and different things through, um, I, I forget the, is it the National, um, the, uh, the Public Library Association, I think has like all these resources how, on how to do it. So wow. again, if you're out there and you're just like, you know, I want my own library. Listen. You can do that. You just don't have to take over a library that's there. You can start your own library. Um, you can start like many libraries. Um, throughout yeah. the community, there's what's called these free libraries. And is that connected as well with the Silence Bronson? Is that something else? So we've, um, they're not, we've actually partnered with one that's over here in the Bunker Hill area, but um, people are always well, like local people are always welcome to reach out to the library and ask for book donations to put into that um, oh, really? little library. And we will always say yes. Um, oh, we're going to we'll see never, that in our garden then. Yes. We never deny free books to anyone. Um, mm -hmm. So like there have also been events and usually, um, it's the Bunker Hill community that reaches out because they have a really active um, neighborhood association. Mm -hmm. um, and there was one time they were holding a concert and they just reached out to our president was like, Hey, you know, we have a concert going on and we'd love to get free books for both adults and children. And we were just oh, wow. like, here you go. And I dropped them off that day, picked the rest up that evening and half of them were gone, which was great. Um, you know? So I like, yes, if you do want to start one at the garden, we'll supply your books. <laughs> oh my gosh like my mind is blown the library is not just four walls like the library does so much so like thank you yeah. so much for, for sharing that um, education and before I ask you my last question is there any last words you want to leave us with um yes just go visit your library like you'll be so surprised how much you'll find there and I will say like when you visit our library website it just doesn't give you the full picture um, so just, yeah, go visit and just make friends with their staff. Um, and that's kind of how our relationship started. It was just uh, two of their younger staffers who were like big time gamers and geeks. And I know it's okay to call them geeks because, you know, we, we talk like that. Um, but they were the ones that like really got us through that door to like be able to build this relationship and just kind of continue to grow it. Yeah. Um, and it's so funny because I was telling Hector, I was like, I know I need to drop things off of my radar because like, I'm just too busy now. And you know, with my son, it's just a lot. And I, he, and I was, and I keep saying like, maybe I'll just drop the library fundraising thing. And I haven't been able to let it go. Like I, yeah. I was like, is there anything else? <laughs> um, so just get involved. There's definitely, um, whether, even if you're just going for foot traction, foot, foot traction, uh, just go, go visit, see what's there hang out there's a lot of like just nice little areas to hang out um and if you're like a new mom they have really great programming for and I'm gonna say most libraries tend to have them but they have really mm -hmm. great programming for um just reading time with your kids 
um, and they have like really nice little areas for children. Well, in ours, it's upstairs, but um, there's just an area. I think the beautiful thing about the library is like there's something for everyone. So it's just go visit. Just start with visiting. There's, there's something for everyone. I, I think there that's is. A, a really good place to pause and remind everyone that like, you know, your, your library is a part of your community. It reflects you. And if there's yeah. something there that you want to see, talk to your, like library staff are so friendly, so helpful. Um, so please don't be afraid to go. Yeah. And I will say like library staff tend to love what they do. Yes. They really do. Because it's like, I mean, what's not to love? enough said okay Sydney my last question is what is in your cup and this you know if you're new to the combos this is where um I ask you what you know three things do you need to brighten up your day and your week and while you think of your answer I'm going to give you mine um I know I am going to um settle down with a good book I currently have two that I'm working my way through. So I'm going to pop that, you know, on and and listen to that. Um, A nice cup of tea because who doesn't love books and tea? And I'm getting a blanket. Like if I can get all three of those things, it is going to be a stellar uh, week. And so I'm going to make that a priority. What about you, Sydney? Okay. For me, um... I am gonna go grab some yogurt for my pomegranate yogurt, parf- uh, my pomegranate parfaits, <laughs> um, and for tonight at least, I'm definitely gonna just cuddle back with my fam. Um, it's not a lot that we get to just sit and not have to yeah. think about the world, um, and definitely doing bedtime story with Logan. So Logan's my son. Oh. And you're yeah. already starting him off reading. Love it. Oh, from day one. I mean, honestly, from like before he was born, we've been reading to him since he was in the belly. So, Oh, I love that. I love that. Thank you so very much. And you have a great rest of your day. You too. Thank you for inviting me. This was like really great. <laughs>